Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is April 29th. It's the Wednesday Night War podcast, NXT and AEW. A reminder, we did have List in your boy early today. It is good to go. It's a fun show. Check it out. I was also on Parts Fun Knowns Quizzle Mania, in which I won, unsurprisingly. So, I, I don't know. Whatever you want to do with that. There were like 6,000 people watching live, watching me win at things. Again, not a surprise. It's also not a surprise that we have Mr. Warren Hayes here with us. Warren, how you doing? I'm doing real well. I'm looking forward to uh, the uh, to the month of May now. Because on the PlayStation 4, they announced that the free games are going to be uh, one of them is going to be Farmer Simulator two, 2019. Ooh, it's so fucking lit. That'll be exciting stuff. That game's actually uh, pretty big out here. Uh, we are also joined by Alex Pawlowski. You can catch him on FightfulSelect.com, the most direct way to support us. He does sour graps twice a week, sometimes more than that if he's if he's feeling antsy. How you doing? Yep. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. This was, I always look forward to Wednesdays because I also watch on Mondays and Fridays and those are not nearly as good as Wednesdays. And that's what I talk about on my show. Reminder guys, if you want your question or statement read on the air, donate a super chat. Any amount helps pay our podcasters, our writers, all that good stuff and lets us do what we're doing. But NXT AEW Warren, who won tonight? AEW. I think they did too. So we are going to start with AEW. But just for the sake of saying so, Alex, who won? Well, I mean, doesn't matter. <laughs> it matters. I, I, I was going to say NXT. I, I rather enjoyed what we saw uh, tonight, and I'm I'm super stoked for like mini takeover next week. Yeah, and I mean, there, there's lots of stuff going on with the roster of NXT. We've had some exclusive reports up on some of that, but doesn't look like that will affect anything. Uh, it looks like everything is full steam ahead. But Finn Balor showing up next week, 
so the the isn't that such a weird advertisement that they put forth, Alex? Well, yeah, is uh, but it's basically the same on AW, right? Like Moxley's gonna be here next week. Yeah, but Balor was supposed to face Dream last week, and they're like, not only is that not happening, we're just gonna do the title match. Oh no, because because now now Finn Balor has to have a uh, he has to he has to name the person who attacked him. Yes. We're going to have one of those, like, who shot Mr. Burns episodes. That'll be fun. Michael Morgan sends a super chat and says, AEW was fun and eventful. Almost felt like a normal week. That comedy was good, and the main event had a good story. Hope you guys are staying safe. Wednesdays are the best. They are. Uh, every week, I, I work awake to sleep on Wednesdays, and around 8, 8.30, I get, like, I get reinvigorated. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, this stuff is so good that we're watching. So you kind of forget that you're at work, but... They started off with I, which what I thought was a good match: Cody and Darby Allen, AEW TNT title tournament semifinals. I had a couple qualms with the match, namely the last few minutes. Mm-hmm. The crossroads is not a finisher anymore, Warren. Clearly not. Clearly not. And you know what? I'm I'm okay with that. I'm 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 all right with it. If it's going to become a transitional move, and we've seen Cody recently win with uh, with uh, the figure four. Right? Uh, didn't you win recently with the Cody Cutter, or maybe a couple of months yeah. ago? Uh, I mean, I- I'm okay with there being a plethora of uh, ending maneuvers, if not finishers. Maybe call, maybe we'll call them transition towards the conclusion moves, as opposed to an outright finisher. I'm okay with it. Uh, it's shocking for sure, uh, but I mean we. I mean, it's completely out of protected territory now these days. It's it's what it is. Yeah, and I'm and I'm okay with that too. I I like them switching it up. Uh, Cedric and Ricochet over on Raw are doing the same thing where they have different moves that finish things. Darby's fin Darby's shoulders did not look down on that finish. He hit a coffin drop, and Cody was to like almost do the old crucifix thing, or maybe to just roll his weight over. The shoulder didn't look down at all, and this was. Taped, Warren. I didn't like the fin- I liked the match. I really dug the match. I thought the match was a lot of fun. But I didn't like the finish. Because I think I think Darby looks stupid because there was no way that Darby could be like, oh hey, I'm pr- I'm convinced that Cody's shoulders are are completely on the mat right now, seeing that he is pushing up against me with his left uh, with the with the left part of his chest. Absolutely like that's basic, basic ring awareness. Uh, oh, Darby's not a vet. That's not a veteran thing. That's just like it's pro wrestling. It makes him look dumb. And it also makes the referee look dumb because I rewatched it. Darby's shoulder is not on the mat because he's reaching over to uh, to grab Cody's leg because he's he thinks he's got him pinned. His shoulder is up. So I... I really didn't like the finish. I think everyone looks dumb. It's a, and yet I have a, people on Twitter say, "Oh, well, at least Darby's protected." Darby's not protected. No, there's no, no. protection here. Darby was protected when he went, uh, when he got the uh, the double count out with uh, with Cody. That's that was protection. Here, I don't think, honestly, Darby Allen doesn't need protection because Darby Allen is over and he's been winning the big matches and he can lose a big match because he's won others in the past. A clean win, I think, would have gone a much would have been uh, a, a would have gone a longer way to making this one feel complete. 
it's a it's a semi nitpick because I like the match and the finish isn't ruining the match for me. Far from it, but I I didn't care for it. Reminder: Donate to Super Chat. Get your question read on the air. If you send like a list to seven, that's kind of abusing the system. Although I do make exceptions, there are some people that are rather generous, and I'm like, okay, you know what? We'll, we'll let you get away with that one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we are asked by Charlie Wolf Warren, which show would Venus prefer? <laughs> Do you know, uh, Venus. All right, here's the thing: it's it, <laughs> Be- Venus is the unofficial mascot of the Mr. Warren Hayes Twitter because, like. For the past three weeks, I've been ordering out on Uber Eats, and every week it is a delivery guy named Venus who 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 delivers. And I've been tweeting out screenshots, and he's become a thing on my Twitter. He's like the official mascot. That's hilarious. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll ask him when he comes and delivers my burgers on Saturday. <laughs> my God, <laughs> my God. Roger Acevedo says Sean on Quizzlemania was fantastic. Thank you. If you want to hear me go off on Val Venus, that is the show for you. Although maybe it'll be just any show uh, these days. I feel like there's plenty of reason for that. Brandy got taken out during this match and then came back later. What point did that serve? I, like I, I thought she was coming back. I thought she, the, and especially the way she was holding her, it's as if she had like a bad burrito. The way she was walking back. Well, I don't. It, when Billy Gunn walked her to the back, you could see him like laughing, and I'm like, this was taped. They didn't mm-hmm. have to show that it was taped. I, I, I didn't, I didn't understand that. Well, I mean. The way they use Brandy and Cody matches and the uh, Nightmare family, like there's uh, there's moments where I'm not sure why she's there. I don't don't know why there there was no point. Look uh, in this in this little nugget here, there was no point. She was taken out accidentally, brought to the back. I don't know why she came back out to give Cody water, and it served it served no purpose. There was just no point to it. Scorpio Sky video package airs. I'm really liking these. They put these guys over so well. And then afterwards, we get an MJF vignette, a really good one where he talks about rehabbing his horrible hangnail injury. He says that his doctor has even told him that he has overhealed the injury and now has the <laughs> the strongest nail in the world. MJF says he was preparing to return to TV but injured himself while shaving. MJF says that he wanted to wrestle during everybody's time of need but promises he'll come back soon. Alex, I'm sure you got to check this out at the very least. Oh yes, so this <laughs> this is this was appointment viewing for me. Uh, I saw this on the second screen and paused it so I could get to it during an NXT commercial. Um, yeah, my favorite part is like, oh no, guys, I I had my heart set on getting on a German fested plane and flying hours to perform in front of seven of my peers. Yeah, that was what I really wanted to do, but I can't because I because I cut my neck shaving. Like he's he's so great, and and you're right, John. If they ever do anything we suggest, at the end of this, they need to do a uh, Dark Side of the Ring retrospective on all of his injuries and his rehab, um, <laughs> his rehab, putting lotion on his neck yes. and stuff. Um, that that is that is uh, narrated by Chris Jericho. I mean, it's it's so perfect. But yeah, I, I love this guy. I think he's so great. And I, as, at this point, like, I I can't wait to see what the next injury he has is. 
Like that, that he's got me all, you know, Ooh, I can't wait to see. Warren, how'd you feel about these uh, video segments? Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Are you kidding me? It's absolutely. First of all, if there's one guy in AW who deserves these types of vignettes, it's Scorpio Sky. Yeah. They're absolutely fantastic because I, I can appreciate that a lot of the viewing audience maybe isn't fully aware of who he is. And, uh, and I think he has so much upside you need to get him. Uh, you need to get. You need to get the audience on his side. MJF, my God, he is the salt of the earth. What can you say? This was absolutely amazing. Saying that he's because uh, here's the thing. Here's what's great about a guy like MJF. You know, being uh, being rich. You know, he can he can afford to go to the most prolific nail doctor in his field. And I got to tell you, I did a bit of research. Not hard to, not easy to find with just with a simple Google search to find a nail specialist. Oh, you'll find a lot of nail salons, but no, 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 no. We're talking about a physician. Good on him. Wardlow crushed Musa. Cool. Sure. Why not? And I like how the MJF vignettes always lead into the Wardlow matches recently. So that's, that's good. Just to make sure that that pairing always exists. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember if we've talked about this before, but tonight, for some reason, I was getting some real Rhino vibes off of Wardlow. Wardlow could and, do a lot worse than reminding somebody a Rhino. Exactly, and I, I mean, I mean that as a good thing. I'm talking like prime Rhino when, when motivated Rhino, like you know, late ECW, early TNA Rhino. That was good stuff. Go back um, and look at him, guys, whenever, I think it was 04 or 05 when he showed up in TNA, and it was, you could tell he had the same size gear that he wore in WWE, but the way that it looked on him after he sat home for three months working out was nuts. He mm-hmm. was jacked for his uh, TNA debut. Uh, Eloquent says... This is a Chris Jericho commentary appreciation super chat. Dare I say, and I don't think it's even that controversial, they are getting their money's worth out of him on commentary because he's there for the whole show. It's much more valuable than him treading water because if he has job matches every week, Chris Jericho is less special. But if he's on commentary, it adds to him, and you get to hit the pause button until Matt Hardy's back. Alex, what do you think about what they're doing with Chris Jericho? I know they're getting a lot of good sound bites out of him. Oh no, he's 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 great. I mean, I wish I could listen to it more. But what I've what I've heard of it is like is is fantastic. It's one of those things where like I should probably just like put it on in my in my headphones and like not watch it. I've seen pretty much the matches, but I haven't actually been able to listen to it. I'll maybe I'll just listen to AEW tomorrow, like in my headphones, and find all the fun quips that he says. I think it's amazing to me that like that guy's got um if he wants it. After he's done wrestling, whenever that is at this at this point, you know, <laughs> when he's mid sixties, when he retires from being a wrestler, he could be the best color, the color commentator, the heel guy in the biz. I've I've been I've been a proponent over the past couple of weeks on Twitter and on my own show that uh, commentary right now is not making us miss Jim Ross. Really, not they're they're yeah. doing a damn good job. And Shivani and Jericho these days are fantastic. The team on Dark is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm not missing JR. I'm not sure that's a good thing. 
And the thing is, I've watched the JR post shows that they do on YouTube, and they're real good. Sure. And the thing is, it's like they bit the bullet with Alex Marvez. They they learned pretty quickly. Alex Marvez ain't it. They're not going to do that with Jim Ross. Not after most lucrative contract, yada, yada. They they ain't doing that. Um, that was one of the missteps I thought early. Like getting Jim Ross, like we get it. We understand why you did it. But when you say most lucrative contract and then why? Because he's Jim Ross. That doesn't exactly scream savvy to me. Mm-mm. That's that, eh, you know. But I mean, I have a lot of respect for Jim Ross. I always love talking to him. But I think it should be like the very special, the big match they have him come in for. And if he, if, if it's John Moxley versus Chris Jericho and Jim Ross is on the call, you know he's not going to bury anybody. You mm-hmm. know he's not going to editorialize about how much somebody weighs. You know that's not going to happen. He's going to make it feel like it's a big match. I would be more okay with that. Uh, I was very okay with the bubbly punch. They did the play off of a viral video from this week where people kept hitting the camera and going to the next person. And we see, like, Virgil, Chris Jericho's dad, like, Luther, Kevin Smith, and Jason Muse, Jay and Silent Bob, Vicky Guerrero, Lou Ferrigno. I know. Which set me up for the Hulk has shown up on AEW tweet. I was very happy. <laughs> this was fantastic, Warren. Uh, it, it was a really good. Uh, it was a really good callback to that one. Yeah, I think it was Hollywood stuntmen who did that. Uh, that that one bit. That one original TikTok. It was they, fantastic. They were all able to bump. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, absolutely, and and it was great. And right. And even Vicky Guerrero was was fantastic in it. I popped when I saw Lou Ferrigno. Uh, this was good stuff. It was really re- refreshing, entertaining. Um, and it's interesting. It's interesting how they're filling up time here. Uh, and, and I think you and Jimmy Van were talking about that today, right, uh, Sean, on the on on Listen, you boy. Why isn't why can WWE fill up time with these kinds of things? Like everyone's at home, everyone has a everyone has a webcam. Doesn't take much. Technology is easy these days to produce content. How, uh, how and, much? How much of this bubbly bunch stuff do you think is comes directly from the performers themselves? A lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna say ninety five to one hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. When was the last time a performer in WWE was given that kind of rope? Mojo Raleigh, and remember what happened then? There you go. Like, that's the whole thing, is that like, WWE doesn't, doesn't allow performers themselves to be that creative and says, good, whatever you guys came up with, I know it's great. Let's see it. Oh, this is fantastic. We're going to put it on the air. That just They just don't allow them to do that. It's basically the guys going out there and just doing it themselves in WWE, yeah. and then they're like, they ain't firing me. What's They're, they're going to fire Drew when he doesn't follow a nope. script? No. Yeah. Big E sees how far he can push it every <laughs> single Friday. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, but this was this was great. Uh, no DQ, no count-out match. Best friends defeated Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. This was batshit crazy. This was just nuts. Bedwetter mm-hmm. sends a super chat and says, Anyone <laughs> between you three have a snaggletooth? I don't. Do you all? No. no snaggletooth. No, no snaggletooth. No. Sorry, bud. Uh, by the way, I hate when wrestlers do top rope spots and their opponents are waiting to catch them. I'm referring to the Trent Beretta 
uh, spot waiting on the chairs. I'm with you. I hate that. I don't like it. Um, it is that that's right up there with with a long list of things that I don't like because just duck, just move something. You got and I get it. it it's a safety thing, but my God, man. Also, I want to give them credit for doing the spot where Penelope pulls uh, Chuck out of the ring after he hit a hit a pile driver on the chair. That way the move didn't get kicked out of. Because mm-hmm. at that yep. point, if it's not, what are we even doing here? What'd you I think agree. Of this match? I, uh, you summed it up perfectly, and I really had a fun time watching it. Uh, it was a, it, It's one of these matches that makes you forget that the arena is empty because there's so much stuff going on, so many people yelling and calling out stuff, and it, this was a this was a blast. It was a blast. Uh, and it was good to see, uh, Jimmy Havoc and something that was a little more of his element. Jimmy Havoc was just throwing stuff everywhere. Just tossing chairs, tossing the ladder. He d- didn't care at all. Um, and man, I, I, I agree with the, with the aforementioned spot, but man, I like Trent Beretta. I like him real, real, real lots. He's a good pro wrestler. I'm I it still bugs me that we'll never get to see whatever they had planned for the best friends breakup in New Japan because I would have really liked to see at this stage in his career what he could pull off as a singles guy. There's still room for that to happen in AEW, but I think there's there's breakout potential for the guy. Chucky e. T was fantastic ending the match with the awful waffle. Uh and and the, the slams that they were eating on the upright chairs is what well. the slam the coup de grace from Kip Sabian. This was fun. This was a it, it was a fun, crazy match. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. A good time. Reminder: Donate a super chat if you're watching live on YouTube.com/slash Fightful. We'll read your question or statement on the air. AEW got another good one out of Britt Baker. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, Rob Wilkins says. I know some people didn't like the fat people part of Brit's promo. As a large person, I was fine with it. I tell people I'm in shape. I'm round. Both shows were fantastic. Good job on trivia. Yeah, I could do without the the, the fat shaming stuff. That being said, I, I really loved the rest of it. Jesus Christ, her delivery is good. This is what I meant when I was saying in November or December to give this girl time. Because she had never worked as a heel before. She revealed that in the past week. It's unbelievable the level of heel work that we're seeing. And some of it's like corny heel work, traditional stuff like that. But it works. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to put your finger on. Her delivery makes it. It's like when we're, we're comparing a lot of the heels in AEW to Baron Corbin. Delivery makes the difference. There's a mm-hmm. lot of these people in AEW who if they got his material... They would make it work. Britt Baker's making it work. They they have Rebel from TNA in there who is the makeup <laughs> lady. I think she keeps calling her Reba or Rebecca. Reba. Reba, yeah. Damn. This is good, Warren. I think this was the best this was the best segment tape segment that they've done with Britt Baker so far. Everything was fantastic. You, like her picture is everywhere in her dental office. It's it's everywhere. There was even a poster of Adam Cole they, they, just in the back as well. Uh, I, uh, and the, the, the interaction with rebel being like, yeah, you know, I know she keeps calling me Reva, but my name is rebel, you know? Yeah. And then she brings her aside and says, look, 
if you want to give if you want me to give you if you want me to give you your big break, you have to do things as we planned. <laughs> then she goes back it, and says, I can't believe I get a chance to work with Dr. Britt Baker. It's fantastic. It was an episode of The Office. Like yeah. it was it was so so perfectly done. We know we know that archetype from watching those shows. Uh this is perfectly fits into that formula. It was great. It was really, really well done. I'm I'm liking everything they're doing with Britt Baker right now. And the 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 the, the fat shaming thing, at it's all directed at Tony Schiavone, right? Tony Schiavone is her punching bag yeah. essentially, and I can I can I get it that some people are like, oh, it's a little cheap, but at the same time, it's so directed. If if, if Tony were lighter, she would find something else. There, you, there you go. It's just, it's just Tony. It's just a thing that Tony. It's not like she hates all fat people. It's Tony. Like I, I, I get no. where that comes from. She, she photoshopped a snaggletooth on him. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> that that's the thing. I mean, it, it's so over the top and ridiculous at this point, and we get the dynamic of their, uh, of their relationship. It, it's okay. It gets a pass on me, especially since she's she's so good at it. She's just so good at it. She's very good at it. Also, Taz is very good at these technique by Taz's. Oh, get a, get over a finishing move. Keep doing this, man. AEW keeps finding ways to get their money back off of people. I've said this multiple times on this show. On every show, I get it. Mike Tanay made yeah. made me understand what pro wrestling was in the '90s, listening to WCW. Because while everyone was going around saying what a maneuver. He was explaining what the maneuvers were and how they worked. So this is what I dug so much. Even when Taz and Excalibur were on dark duty for a while, my God, I'll still remember. They were breaking down a collar and elbow tie-up, making me understand what it was and how the the intrinsic complexity of doing such a throwaway move in wrestling, something that we see all the time where you're like, Oh, okay. I get it. I understand why they do it. it. I love these segments. I've loved them every week. The V trigger last week. Now, uh, now the blackout. It's fantastic stuff. And Taz is perfect, perfect to do this. It's amazing. We got a Mox uh, vignette, and Justin Todd says Mox versus Kazarian next week could be quite a hard hitting affair. Yeah, I, I'm I'm down for that. I liked Moz or Mox's. Uh, vignette where he says he's going to load up the truck head to jacksonville do the aew spot it did a little bit of a psa warn yep making sure that everyone calls their grandmother i hope i I hope everyone did hope everyone did this was fine it was perfect uh maz out in the mox maz (laughs) yeah we're gonna start talking about morrissey moving forward it's a podcast where we all cry um, but, um, the, uh, but Mox, yeah, doing this, this little, this little promo here was fantastic. I loved it. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was on point, put over, uh, uh, Renee's patience, uh, uh being locked yes. up with him 24 seven, which I appreciate as well. No, this was good. This was good. And I'm looking forward to him and Kazarian next week. That should be a lot of fun. Sean Spears defeated Baron Black. Yeah, sure. This is a run of the mill squash match. Um, Spears wins with the, or well, it wasn't squash. Black got some offense, but he wins with the C4, but there's not really a lot to add to this. Other than Sean Spears is going up the ranks. Yes. 
He's finally he's racking up wins. He's racking up wins on Dark and and on Dynamite. So uh, they've got plans. There's something coming up for uh, for your boy Sean Spears. Really excited to not see any more of those. Oh, they're not doing anything with Spears after he left. Type of thing. Uh, I get so sick of those. Brody Lee beat the living shit out of Marco Stunt. And I, listen, I like Marco a lot personally. He's a great, great dude. I was very excited to see what ways Brody Lee beat the living shit out of him, and I was not disappointed. That swinging power slam. Uh-huh. My God. <laughs> My God. It was outstanding. Um, I mean, what, what, it, the only thing we can do here is go back and watch tape from Marco Stunt versus Lance Archer from a couple of weeks ago and then argue on who did it better. <laughs> who, who did who, – who beat Marco up better because Brody Lee looked like a million bucks. Marco knows what he has to do. He knows what his job is. Yes. He's not going in there to pretend. He did it fantastic. It, this, this was a fun squash match. What can you say? It was good. Xanthius says, my grandmother's 104 is deaf and deaf as a post. I don't think calling her would do a whole lot of good. Text her, you jerk. Go Send see her. her. No, don't go see her. Yeah, don't go see her right now. That'd be bad. Main event, AWTNT tournament semifinals. Lance Archer versus uh, Dustin Rhodes. I love the finish of this. Mm-hmm. QT Marshall and Cody come out to check on, on Dustin. And, oh, God, Cody is teasing throwing in the towel for him, which immediately makes you wonder and feel several different things. Well, one, Cody is effectively pushing himself into the in into who he's facing. Mm-hmm. But Dustin doesn't want it to happen. Archer grabs the towel, throws it all the way back out, and then smashes Dustin's head into the ground multiple times before doing the claw for the three count. I really love the finish of this, and they were out there doing a lot of moves that people their age should probably not be able to do, much less their size. Some of them didn't quite hit, but overall, I really dug the story here, and it says a lot about AEW that this can be the main event of their TV show. Lance Archer, or or as we'll say, 10 years ago, Vance Archer and Black Rain are main eventing AEW Dynamite <laughs> ten years later, and I'm like, yeah, sure. This I I thought this was a great story that they told throughout. Uh, it it wasn't a an overly athletic competition. Not that that's what I was expecting, but it was hard hitting. Yes. it was good. Um, uh, the it, it's crazy, right? Like. The blood adds. The blood adds to the drama of a match. It really does, and it adds to the story. It adds to what's happening, uh, and I think it was crucial to help help us really understand just how badly Archer was uh, was beating Dustin up. Um, Dart Archer's rope walk rope walk moonsault was fantastic. I mean, it's just something you see and you're like, again, <laughs> didn't quite hit, but this is stuff that you're not supposed to see a guy his size do uh, so that's fantastic love the ending as as much as i dislike the the ending yeah. to the opening match i i thought the ending here was fantastic um but, but there you go we're getting we're getting cody versus archer for the finals which is something that everyone predicted yeah but 
Um, but then again, it's not always about just, just not always about it's unpredictability. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Yes. There you go. Or like, bad. Like, was as soon as as soon as the brackets dropped, I was like, "Here's who's winning all the matches." I, I was I was wrong. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Only when I thought Sammy might have beat Darby, but that's it. Like that's the only one. Yep. Everything else was perfectly predictable, but in a good way. And we got Ray Jackson versus Chong Lee in the semifinals. The, it's the Bloodsport remake I wanted, where 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 Chong Lee murders um, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's best friend, and then Jean Claude Van Damme has to get retribution in in the finals. It's perfect. It's going to be so great because honestly. This is so perfectly set up. Either you have Cody be the first ever TNT champ because he can never be the actual champion. Yes. So he gets to build this thing as the most over guy in the company, the guy who like runs it. Or you have an unbeatable monster destroying Cody in their first match against each other. He becomes the champion. And then you have Cody chasing not only that, that title that he needs, but also the man who beat him for that title and who put his brother in the hospital. Like, I don't know which one is necessarily better. Like that's a, that's awesome that you have that kind of option for them to, to, to book. It's great. Well, if you're trying not to get eliminated in the first round and you want to go all the way, you want that peak performance, check out bluechew.com code fightful and make sure your penis is up to the task. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But I'll be honest, you're a dork if you're using either of those instead of Blue Chew. Because that means you gotta go to the pharmacy. It means you gotta go to the doctor. And you probably shouldn't be doing that right now. Because if you are, and you're not really sick, then you're kind of a selfish jerk. So use BlueChew.com, code FIGHTFUL, and don't be a selfish jerk. Need I need I say more? <clears throat> As I cough, I was so excited about that read. I had to cough. I didn't even hit my mute button. I wanted you all to hear the visceral reaction from me, just like the guttural cough that the, the, the joy of this product brought me. Because I know that your penis will never be better. And that will be because you heard about this from me. It's a chewable, so it gets into your system a lot faster than those other dweebs. <laughs> and it's ready whenever you are, or when you're not. You don't have to have a problem to take this stuff. It's to enhance that performance. You want you want to be McGuire 98. That's what you want to be. That, that, that's You want to be swinging for the fences. Whether you're going to third third base, or you're rounding and diving into the plate. Mark McGuire didn't do a lot of diving into the plate he was yakking them out of the park probably in the bedroom too i mark mcguire does not endorse this product but i'm willing to go out on a limb and say that mark mcguire was probably doing some heavy fucking back then i mean if frank thomas is today then then mark mcguire sure was back then 
Use that code FIGHTFUL and get your first shipment free. Let them know that you heard about them from us. It really helps. <sighs> Bedwetter says, Sean, we love you. I bet Warren writes your material. What? How offensive could you be? How does that? What do you mean? <laughs> what, Ju- what the hell does that mean? Justin Todd says, Alex, you good tonight, man? You seem extra quiet. Hope all is good. Just so you all know the format, Alex watches one show specifically. Warren watches one show specifically. I do my best to watch them both. I set them up respectively for their opinions. They knock them down. One is a little more talkative in the first half and less so in the second half and vice versa. We aren't specifically ignoring Alex yet. 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 Maybe maybe I've got a bruised larynx. <laughs> <laughs> NXT, it did happen tonight. How'd you feel about it, Alex? You seemed like you liked it. Uh, no, I, I I did. I mean, I'm, I'm 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 I think the in-ring work was strong. They had one of my favorite comedy segments of all time. Like, like I, I'm 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 in. Like uh, we this this is cool. Like it seems like they're because they're not building to a takeover. They're like, well, let's just do the good matches every week. Like we'll have we'll have you know title match here and a big a big first ever Johnny Gargano full blown heel match versus the dude twice his size we're going to do that we're going to have a, a a women's title match a a, a a big time reveal of who attacked Finn Balor all this stuff it feels like it's not just plodding along the way it kind of normally does in NXT because they've got this big show to book towards in 2 months like now it feels like well what are we waiting for let's just do it and i like it yeah, I, I like this method a lot more. This was a good show, even though I picked another team to win or another uh, show to win tonight. Walter Sake Jr. says, El Hijo del Fantasma pinned in his second week on TV in the first match. WTF, do these guys even know what they're doing? Uh, Alex, I get the feeling they do know what they're doing with him. Uh, I mean, I do too. I feel like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. He was pinned. Then they show again that he was jumped this time in the building by the luchadors again. And he fights them off again. They and need I love better foot soldiers. Yeah. Yes. Um, but he, I love that. He also, I, I was like, he says, uh, es la segunda vez. He says, this is the second time. Like, we don't know that. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Like he's really, he's laying it on so thick that mm-hmm. he's, couldn't possibly be in charge of these guys. <laughs> I think it's great. Got to throw them off the scent. I love it. Um, but I think that that's what we're building towards is finding out, obviously, that he's been the one behind all this. So the fact that he can't win mm. every match by himself, if he could, he wouldn't need these these guys that he's you know kidnapped and brainwashed or whatever. Yes, exactly. Uh, that that's the element of this that that I think is a little when Pete when he lost, people were like, "Oh my gosh, already!" Yeah, he he needs help to kidnap people. So he might also, need help to win. The way that this round robin is going, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Kushida wins three and zero in his bracket. I think everybody else is going to have at least one loss. So I don't mind him losing to to a guy yeah. that he knows from five years ago when they were in Lucha Underground and wrestled several times there. I don't mind that Swerve Scott knows a little thing about Phantasma when he was King Cuerno and has like some of his stuff like 
scouted. I think that's fine. Reminder, guys, donate a super chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air, like Aaron Jace fan who says that Warren got a good laugh seeing that Mongo clip. Ooh, what Mongo clip was it? Oh, it's the uh, the the one where Mongo is fighting Kevin Sullivan in that six man, and he tries, you know, he tries to climb the the ropes and he can't, and he misses his stomp. It's just ridiculous. You, you could have said that clip of Mongo fighting, and I would have been like, funny, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Maurice said, so WWE will put Bailey versus Tamina at Money in the Bank, but not Charlotte versus EO. What a waste! It uh, it. Something just being on a random NXT. Oh, okay. It falls just being on a random NXT. Also impressed with Britt Baker. Do you think she should win the title at double or nothing? Uh, that's like three questions in one. So we'll answer the Io Shirai <laughs> Charlotte one since we're covering that show right now. Io and Charlotte, I'm good with it being on NXT. I'm completely fine with that because Money in the Bank already has two brands vying for it. And NXT needs some main events. They need some some good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean the other th- the other thing that is weird is that the poster I have seen for Money in the Bank has Charlotte on it, mm-hmm. holding holding the belt. So it does appear that they're promoting her wrestling at Money in the Bank. And if it's not against Rio Shirai, I don't know what it would be. So it's weird that they're not if they're going to have that match and they're also promoting Charlotte as being in that pay-per-view it's weird that they're not doing that match at the pay-per-view but as a rule i'm fine with nxt getting better main events to be able to watch up next we had candace LeRae against casey catanzaro casey's back for the first time in a while i am liking new candace LeRae. i'm all about this i'm liking smarmy jackass johnny gargano (laughs) who is madly in love with candace this is so good. Wow, this was really C- good. C- Cand- Candace's new entrance music could not be more of a polar opposite than her, her, her than her previous one, which and, was all bubbly and happy and poppy, and this is like yeah. just like power chords and anger. It was great. I thought she uh, had some she, of the worst theme music ever a couple years ago. Yeah, that stars of the show song. Oh, it was yeah. hideous. <laughs> uh, this uh, this was this is good. The the they call her the Poison Pixie. She's got that periwinkle blue hair, so you know yeah. she's a heel. This is all really good stuff, and her her, her style just completely changed, and it's great. I, I love that, you know, and when I saw she was wrestling Casey Kettens, I was like, oh, no, Casey, honey, you in danger, girl. Get out of there. Like, that's you don't want to be facing Candice LeRae in the first heel match, and, and Candice beat the hell out of her, and now she's got, like, this wicked curb stomp thing. Not like, not like... Not like Seth Rollins curb stop where he runs up and jumps on, like grabs you by the arms, pull them behind your back, puts a head, a foot in the back of your head and stomps your chin into the mat. That's going to cause a couple of bit off tongues. That's some, that's some bad stuff. I love it. I think it's so great. And you're right. Johnny adds so much to it. Just being there and, and being so full of himself. It's, this is really good, man. I I, I wondered how quickly they were going to be able to, get rid of all the nicey-nice of, of Candice LeRae. It was like, it turns out, immediately. Immediately. And uh, they they followed it up backstage, which I also really loved. I I just think that it's, it's working for them. It, it really is. Uh, we came back from a commercial to see a promo from Dominic Dijakovic, and uh, he's talking about the North American title match. I, 
I'm just so overseeing the same people in this title scene. I like them all individually. I'm just like, eh. Uh, before we move on, Candace using the Gargano escape. I know a lot of people were hoping that she would kind of move away from using that when she became a heel. I like it. I think it works. Why not? Oh, I mean, if, if but if you're not doing it to win matches, mm-hmm. if you're doing it to cause pain to people when you don't have to after the match, it becomes a more brutal thing. Like I, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's, I think it works really well. Besides, they're a heel couple, right? They're mm-hmm. they're heel bad guys. They went to bed one evening, and Johnny slid in, slid under the the sheets, and was like, "Hey, you know what? I think I'm turning heel tomorrow." And Ken was like, "Yeah, sure, okay, I'll turn <laughs> heel too." <laughs> Matt Riddle's out. He's got Timothy Thatcher with him. He said that he knows Timothy like the back of his hand. If he's known the back of his hand. For two weeks. <laughs> so good. Matt Riddle was born to be a WWE sports entertainer. And a lot of people yes. don't realize that the reason he got into MMA is because he thought he was too small to be a pro wrestler. And he always wanted to be a wrestler. God damn, this was so ridiculous and stupid and good. Oh. The, the, <laughs> new, the newly bros game with, with Byron Saxton as smarmy game show host. Like, it's the best use of Byron Saxton I've ever seen. Perfect. Timothy Thatcher, like, like, what the hell is this? It's so good. It's so good. The first question was, Timothy Thatcher, what did Matt Riddle have for breakfast? And he's like, I don't know. And Matt Riddle's answer was, I don't know, because he couldn't remember. And he says that he usually wakes up and his wife bakes. They were heavy into the drug references. My God. Uh, I say, what, what, did, what did Matt Riddle have for breakfast? I have no idea. Turns around the card, no idea, bro. Like, what did you have for breakfast, Matt? No idea, bro. I could absolutely hear him saying that if somebody asked him what he had for breakfast. God damn. This was so friggin' great. And Timothy Thatcher, I love that he's playing the straight man so well, just sitting there and, like, with this smile on his face, like, this, with a look on his face, like, what, what did I get myself into? Right. He's in his gear. They don't have a match. It's perfect. These guys are one. These are the perfect odd couple. I'm at, so into it. At some point, I couldn't help but imagine because I was watching the match and just seeing. I wasn't listening to the audio. I was uh, watching AEW, but I could, at some point they had the camera on Thatcher and and, and Thatcher was like, "You know what? Walter told me that they were going to pull something <laughs> like this once I came into WWE." <laughs> he had that face. It was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, there was a spot where they asked, where's the craziest place you've done it? And he said something about, a, a in a laundromat and Matt Riddle straight up writes threesome on a washer. <laughs> and they said something about speed and he goes, Hey, speed's not really my thing. I prefer. <laughs> and then they get attacked. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. Man, Jesus Christ. And they did put do a number on Matt Riddle. They yeah. beat his ass. This was like even his ridiculous delivery was just so perfect for this. So good. God damn. Like, imagine if they would have let Rob Van Dam show his character and his personality back yeah, in the I'm day good. and didn't just have him say cool and whatever, which is what I feared would happen here. This is this is great. This is good and it, it establishes um Bartel and Eichner as the possible next um, 
challengers. Also, I don't know if they're going to lean into this. They could. They easily could. That basically Bar- uh, Marcel Bartel and Eichner are the replacements for Timothy Thatcher in um, in uh, ring comp. You know, like in the, mm-hmm. the like basically, and like so that so so that if Thatcher and Walter have this history. Is it possible we could see Thatcher turn on Riddle? Like, there's all these kind of they could they could easily do that, and and or they could just completely wash their hands of it. So there's all these cool options they have with this feud coming out. I'm I'm into it. Uh, so yeah that that was that was hard to top, but they had Charlotte taking on Mia Yim shortly thereafter. Uh, I, I thought this was good. Again, Mia, Mia Yim's work is a little. I, I I don't know why I'm so indifferent to it. Like, there's little spots, like, running across the ring only to, like, come to a dead stop and pull yourself through the ropes and, like, jumping into Irish whips and stuff. I don't know what it is, but really, a lot of the, the TNA 2015-ish era, 2014-ish era, it wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me, and there are little aspects of it that I really like, though, but... Charlotte ended up getting the win. I'm glad that they got the amount of time that they did considering the build that they did for this. Because if you do that and then you just beat Mia Yim in two minutes, it makes yeah. her look really bad, Alex. So I, I was fine with this. No, I'm I'm fine with it too. Uh, I, I I think I like Mia's work uh, better than you do, although I'm not in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought that it was good that she got a lot of offense in on Charlotte. Uh, and it felt like Charlotte was like, oh, okay. So not only have I improved in five years, but so have you. Yes. But I'm the queen, so I'm going to destroy you now. Like there was, there's that kind of uh, moment there, and I thought that was that was good. She had she that I loved that she uh, they were they were going to let her do whatever whatever it's called, protect your neck, uh, that that finisher that Miam does. But uh, Charlotte had a counter to it directly into the to the figure eight. Thought that was excellent as well. Um, and I'm super into Io Shirai coming out. And ruining her victory party, and next next I just want her to say next week, Charlotte, your soul is mine. I I, I need a I need a little bit extra Shang Tsung in there, but um, I'm 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 really excited to see uh, what EO can do against Charlotte. I'm not expecting her to win, but I think the match is going to be really great. And uh, a lot of people were just sitting around saying, "Where's EO Shirai? Where's EO Shirai?" That's a question I would like answered. Me too. To. Me too. I mean, it was just, it was very odd to just like not, not have her on TV. Dexter Loomis against Shane Thorne. Keep in mind, Shane Thorne is advertised for a Raw match this week for some reason. Because MVP just had to bring he and Brendan Vink in. Dexter Loomis whips that ass. And one of the my favorite camera shots of the year is Dexter Loomis putting Shane Thorne to sleep with a seated arm triangle? Warren, did you see this camera shot of Shane Thorne falling asleep with his eyes open because it was magical? So good. It was fantastic. It leaned in so hard to the serial killer thing because I, I had it there and 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 he was you could see him drifting and then at some point uh, uh, Loomis sort of cranks in it a little bit and his eyes go like this. Yeah. But then they, they, they fade back sort of like, you know, almost by reflex. I loved it so much that I was telling Kristen as we were watching it. I was like, Loomis, as he's doing this, he should just lean over and go like, shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just 
just sh- and then and then when he wins the match, just sets the head gently down. You know, maybe pets uh, yeah. the pe- yeah. pets the head, caresses oh, it, good. just leads it gently down. That'd this be is, fantastic. Um... Yeah, the I, I I loved it, and I and I I've always I've been a big fan of Shane Thorne since he got to NXT. I thought that uh, it really sucked when he got injured when he did, uh, because I thought they were really building something with him more than more so than with Nick Miller. Um, but I I think he's he's really really talented, and that that kind of a reaction, like that kind of sell of that kind of move, is really special. Like mm-hmm. as an actor, that's really special to to act that specific way of being put to sleep was so good. There was a moment where he jolted himself awake and almost reached up as if to stop it, and then he 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 couldn't anymore. Like that was like this uh, this half second where he he said his brain said you have to fight this, and then his brain said no, just kidding, we're going to sleep. <laughs> like that was really great, so good. And Loomis, as you said, it, it's a perfect finish for him. Because because I have to believe if this was not in a ring, after he puts puts them to sleep, that's when he gives them a dose of poison, and then when they're finally dead, then he cuts up all the body parts. Because that's this character that he's playing now. I also wonder though, like they did this really cool specific thing that he was going after, um, undisputed era the last two weeks, and then this week there's no mention of that, and he and he and he puts to sleep some random dude. I I want to see him like pick one target and obsessively stalk that target. Like that would be a really, really cool thing to like add an extra oomph. That is what he did in TNA. It's just that target was Christy Hemme. <laughs> so uh, we see Jordan Devlin uh, basically saying the, the interim title is a sham. Jake Atlas is talking to Drake Maverick outside and Drake Maverick beats Tony Nese. Drake Maverick is one and one. Tony Nese is 0 and two. I think Drake Maverick has to go to the finals. Has to. And I think he should win this, and then Jordan Devlin should beat him really badly. And ta- it'd be like, sorry, taking your title and your job. Alex, how'd you feel about this? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, 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 I thought it was really, really well done. Like, they, they, they mentioned, and I thought it was good that they mentioned it, like, this was, Drake Maverick was... Tony Nese's boss for months mm-hmm. on on 205 Live, but not only was he his boss and like and like was able to like make matches for him or whatever, but also like put him in contention yeah. to become cruiserweight champion. But obviously, there's no love lost there at all. Like Nice is trying to murder this guy with just clubbing blows, and and Maverick is selling it so well. Like the frustration that I just I'm I'm too small to beat this guy um, now. Uh, I love I love the finish too. Like that that bulldog off the top rope was beastly. That looked great. That's that is a way to finish a match. Yeah. I still don't know what Drake Maverick's finisher is. If it's that, that's great. But it also maybe like he just finds whatever he can to win a match. I think that's good too. Now you say um, that he should get to the finals, and I'm like, okay, great. But he's in the same bracket as Kushida. Fair. So I don't know how. Like Kushida would have to lose to, to to Jake Atlas, and then also lose to uh, Drake Maverick. But I, I'm I'm not sure exactly how all that, the math works out. But I'm I'm into it. I, I totally want to see Drake Maverick go up against Kushida and see what what Drake Maverick could possibly do against Kushida. Um, 
but I, I did love the storytelling of this match in particular. He had to get a victory in this thing. As I said, like bringing him back after you fired him to have him lose three straight matches and just go away after that anyway would be heartless. So having, I don't know what their plans are for him, but I, I really love this. I thought this was really, really well done. Warren, any thoughts on, on the Drake Maverick situation and how it looks they're going or what they're doing? It's really strange, isn't it? Like, uh, nothing what's in the entire context, this whole thing is really strange. I really feel that he's, uh, they had to, th- they had to give him a win this week to make us believe, but I think he's losing the next match in the round robin. I really do. Uh, I don't, uh, honestly, I don't see any other outcome than, than Kushida coming out on top and giving us Devlin versus Kushida which is going to be fantastic. That's the only possible outcome to me. Uh, but uh, surprise me otherwise, WWE, that wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Mr. Michael Law 2011 says, thoughts on Drake Maverick. Do you think he'll be re-signed? I, I do think he'll eventually be re-signed. I don't know when, but I know that, again, a lot of people in NXT said that they thought he was going to come in with a chip on his shoulder and get his job back, but that remains to be seen. Um, He's shown up to work and he's being a professional, and that's yeah. ultimately what's what's important there. Uh, we get announcements of Charlotte against Io Shirai, Johnny Gargano against Dominic Dijakovic. That one is one I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Johnny's going to win, but I'm very interested to see how they have him win if they do something clean. I could also see them doing just a <clears throat> crap finish. But also, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream next week. What a show! next week yeah jesus north it's America- almost it, it's almost as if they realized that aew was going back to live next week yeah yeah north american title match keith lee retained over damian priest damian priest has this very unique quality of like just such a scumbag type of look yeah he's got that <laughs> scumbag like tone of voice and the way he delivers things when they made him like the ladies man type of thing, I was like, really? And then I see him play it out and I'm like, yeah, yep. yeah. He's the type of thing, like, if you see somebody you went to high school with and they're dating him, you're like, what happened? What went wrong? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> he's so good at it. Uh, what did you think of this match and Keith Lee going over? Um, I, I think you got to protect Keith Lee. I think he still is very, very special. Um, I think I think I think Priest did everything right in this in this match and in and in this feud. The thing with the nightstick, and by the way, you have Keith Lee doing basically ASMR in a promo earlier in the night. Like, yeah, yeah you bruised my larynx, but I'm 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 here. I'm coming for you. And it's like he was Christian Bale's Batman. Um, uh, These are not bats. Why do you want to kill me? <laughs> um, I. I I think that this this all worked uh, really really well. Both guys got to show out in this match. This reminded me a lot about of the stuff that Keith Lee did with with uh, Dijak. Um, those those same spots. Can Dijak get Keith Lee up? Can Priest get Keith Lee up? Yes. I mean, eventually, <laughs> that's the whole point. Like you don't you don't tease it and tease it and tease it without eventually being able to get it up. Use Bluetooth. So, like, I'm. What I'm saying is, is that I, I, 
I really did want to see Keith Lee versus um, Johnny Gargano because it wouldn't be the same match we've seen with Dijak and Priest because obviously Gargano isn't going to be trying those suplexes and things. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who Keith Lee faces in the future. I also thought it was a little bit overdramatic to like have him stop the first nightstick strike. Be like, yeah. and, 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 and Priest like, no, that's impossible. <laughs> and, and Keith Lee says, I am limitless. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit... It's a bit melodramatic for my taste, but I, obviously the right guy won. I love the double powerbomb finish. I'm in. Well, hopefully you guys are in on Fightful. We have so much stuff. I posted an interview with AJ Gray. Of course, I got the Diana and Mike Bennett interviews. I did a pretty big interview today, if some of you saw my Twitter, but it'll be a while before it's out. Also, RJ City. If you all wanted a 51-minute version of the interview that we did in Toronto where we talked about nothing, well, are you in luck? Uh, every week I try to – like I'll say, Alex, review the Big Show show, please, or <laughs> or something like that, or I'll do Fightful's Funniest Moments. I did an interview with RJ City that I expected to go 15, 20 minutes. We did 51. So that's your weekend podcast, guys. Hope you guys enjoy it. We talk about Ed Asner knowing the Orton family. We talk about all kinds of things, uh, even some wrestling. The Pink Ranger refused to go – or didn't refuse to go on a show. S- canceled on his show, so he buries the Pink Ranger, Amy Jo Johnston. It's well worth checking out, as is FightfulSelect.com. That is the most direct way to support us. Alex, tell the people what you give them on FightfulSelect.com. Ah, I give you uh, twice a week, and again, you know, uh, more if I'm feeling froggy. Uh, I, I give you uh, Sour Graps, where I review Raw and SmackDown the night after, uh, so I have plenty of time to process it, because usually it's just a stink fest, <laughs> and I gotta figure out what I'm gonna say about, you know, people who like, hey, well, let's push this guy, and also cool him off in the same match. That's that's fun. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good, and uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. Warren, plug your stuff, man. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes is where I do the Mr. Warren Hayes show starring Mr. Warren Hayes every Thursday night. 9 p.m. Eastern is when I record live. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow. Head on over, subscribe, and uh, and join us. Live chat is a lot of fun. So that that's always cool. And otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Mr. Warren Hayes. Reminder, the best wrestling news podcast. The listen, you boy. Drop today. We also have the Distraction Podcast. Jeremy and Joe reviewed The Chaperone. It sounds like something I'd assigned to Alex. But they I'm they, so glad you did not. Not only did they take the bullet for you, I didn't assign it. So they got out the gun. They they got the gun out, loaded it, wow, pulled back the hammer, fired it, and then jumped somehow, got in front of it before you. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Until next time, guys, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. 
Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.